Hello everybody, welcome to God's Honest Truth. Uh, you have two episodes today, episode four. You might call this a sequel to my testimony. I haven't really prepared for this. This this is something I wanted to do off the top of my head. I feel like compelled to do so because I really do want to get the message of God out there. You know, because the old Bible, John three sixteen, where God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's all kind of books you can find out now uh, that'll show you the proof that Jesus Christ existed, that, that God is real. It's not dead. Uh, Lee Strobel, for example, wrote a book. He wrote several books, but he wrote a book, Case for Christ. And it was about how he became a Christian, how he was saved. He wrote for the Chicago Tribune. He was a investigative reporter. He won a lot of awards. You can look them up, Lee Strobel, online. And he, like any journalist, you know, he... He'd go headstrong. He wanted the truth. He went after the truth. That was back when the reporters didn't mess around like what you see now, but he went after the truth. Well, his wife. Well, anyway, let me say one more thing. He was an atheist. He didn't believe in God. Well, his wife got saved. She came to Christ. And she came to him. She said, I want to tell you something. She said, I gave my life to, life to, uh, the Lord. She said, I'm living and worshiping Jesus Christ. And he's going to like, oh man, she's going to become this person that raised me all the time. And uh, it's just going to be, you know, it's not going to be good at all. You know, I really don't care for this. But this is the thing he said. He started noticing changes. Changes for the good. She changed the way she was with the kids, the way she was about everything in life. Uh, she got it transformed her into a totally different person, and the changes he saw were good. And he's, you know, but you know he wasn't convinced yet. And she invited him to church one Sunday, so he said he'd go. Sermon. He said the preacher there, a real good sermon. You know why she believed in Christ and everything, but. He wasn't yet convinced of it. And so he told himself, he said, you know something? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, hey, my grandson's here. Hold on a minute. Did you poop? Well, excuse me. Did you use the bathroom? You got some underwear in here. Them are wet. You're going to have to get something. You can't wear that. It's wet. Find you something else. Excuse me. I'm. Go get you some, get you a new one. Go get you a new one. Excuse me. I'm babysitting today. He's involved with his YouTube videos. Uh, but love him. Grandson Luke. But anyway, he decided that he was going to... Uh, Prove that the religious thing 
life cry all this was phony. He was going he was going to get the, he was going to prove it. So he started his own investigation, which was over two years long. He asked, he checked history, archaeology, archaeology, trying to say that right. Everything that uh, he investigated, he couldn't find anything to disprove the existence of Jesus Christ or God. He went to all the well-educated people in the field, professors and everything else, questioning them. He poured over... uh, Countless, it was like the book of Luke. Luke was so exact. Luke was a well-educated man. He was a doctor. He wrote the book of Locke, uh, book of Luke. He also wrote the book of Acts. He was a doctor. He was very educated, and he was very thorough in what he wrote. He said, he finally said, the end. He said, I would have to have more faith, to remain an atheist, than become a Christian. So he became a Christian. He proved to himself, well, actually, the Holy Spirit, I say, had something to do with it. He wrote the book, Case for Christ, Case for Faith, and he uh, preaches now, teaches. Matter of fact, Colorado Christian University, they've started a new thing where uh, he... uh, uh, ...decided to... Started an online course for a study. And excuse me one minute. But hold on a minute. Now, here we go. Put another. Alright, that's all you need right now. You put them on later. Thank you. Papa, Papa loves you. Ah, no, we'll put them on later. Go back in there and watch your TV. Anyway, let's get back here. This is an interesting video today, but I wanted to do it. But anyway, he convinced himself that uh, God and Jesus Christ was real. It transformed him totally. You can find videos on him. It's a movie out anyway, Case for Christ. And uh, that was made that you can see on Netflix. And uh, and Case for Christ. He also did a documentary. And I mean, they just, you know, there's proof out there. Historians from Rome. You can find recorded history about the existence of Christ that... uh, Pilot existed. And for me, my grandmother, when I was, you know, to give you a little bit of my history, my grandmother took me and my brothers to church when we were little. My father's mother. Uh, my mom and dad at that time didn't go to church. They, ra- they were raised up in church, but when they got old and grown, they just didn't go, you know. They weren't living right either. Excuse me for saying so during that time. But by the time they got in their 50s, somewhere around their 50s, they started going to church. They got their lives straightened out, which I'm, I'm great. Well, they actually got their self straightened out before I did. But anyway, 12 years old, I went down the altar and I was baptized. But I really, you know, 
Probably didn't have, you know, other than, hey, you're saved, you're going to heaven. And that was about the extent of it from 12 on. Church I was going to was not that lively a church. You, you might say what some people describe as dead because wasn't many people there. Went to Sunday school. Can't say that I learned a whole lot. But uh, time went on. And at 16, I started going to a church, uh, Concord Baptist Church I went to. Got involved in the youth program there. And you might say I learned a little bit more then. I was doing my best to follow God. I remember at a retreat that we went to at Fall Creek Falls breaking down and crying and speaking to somebody else. You know, I really, during that time, but like I said, my education in the following God was not what I call that great. I mean, I had nobody to point things out. Preacher at that church, well, I don't want to say that. But anyway, uh, he did pull a good one one time. He was, they had a balcony in that church, and he said, one day we'll hear the trumpet sound. And about that time, a trumpet sounded. A guy from school band was up in the balcony with a, with a trumpet and hit that thing. Oh, man, you should have seen everybody in that church come come unglued because here we're here we hearing a trumpet sound and we're still standing there. I said, uh-oh. And then we turn around and and we're just shaking our head. You know, I, that there was probably, I don't know if you'd call that good or you wanted to hang the preacher or what, but he got our attention. But I got older Slipped out of going to church. 18 years old, it was legal to drink when I was 18. Started running around with some people to work with. Went out drinking, partying. Didn't think much about God at all, but, uh, and you know, messed around a few years, got married. Then me and my wife, for a period of time, started going to church. We actually even taught Sunday school. I'd even play my guitar and sing in church. And, tried living with the Lord then and then when it started getting old we faded off and quit going eventually you know circumstances the way life go we got divorced and there I was living by myself and well we split we hadn't quite got divorced then we got together one other time and didn't it didn't work out and I remember I used to pray to God and Man, just get my family back together. Uh, you'd fix everything. I'd totally give my life to you and do right. Well, it never happened. I went on my way. You might say I probably got wilder. Wasn't going to church no better. I was pretty much doing whatever the wind blew me to do. Did a lot. I'm going to tell you, I did a lot of simple things. I'm not going to go into detail. Some people probably know, but I wasn't living right. wasn't happy either. No matter what I did, I couldn't find that comfort that I was looking for. I tried studying. I studied every kind of belief, religion, reincarnation, uh, alternate reality, different dimensions, Man, I even looked at uh, 
uh, the monk's belief, you know, and I, I was trying to find something that would allow me to live and justify the way that I was living. The way a lot of people are now in this world, they, there are people out there who, who want to change the, uh, the Bible, but the Bible doesn't change. What, what's in the Bible now, you got to remember that the Bible was written Written over, uh, oh, look there. Hold on a minute. There you go. Anyway, the Bible was written, it took 1600 years just about for the Bible to be wrote. Moses, it started off with Moses. The books of Moses that he wrote, where you know God informed him, you know the history, creation, the story of creation, and of course how they come out of the prophecy that God. Because when you started out with, from Genesis, when man fell and sinned, God had already had a plan for salvation in place. In other words, where He can bring salvation to man, and. It's where he prophesied God told them there that from Adam and Eve's seed a line would start that their their future descendant would be the savior of the world, which was about Jesus Christ. And all through the Bible, all through the Old Testament, there's references to Christ. How he would come and suffer, how he would die. They even foretold. In Isaiah, you can find, in Psalms, you can find scripture that relates to crucifixion, which did not exist at that time. Nobody knew what that was. Nobody used it. Yet, Isaiah, where you get in that Bible, Isaiah around Isaiah 58, somewhere in there, you know, he was, talked about, talked about his crucifixion. Uh, they talk about how they cast lots for his clothes, how not a bone was broken on him, how in also in, in Psalms David wrote how he was pierced. And there is so many things that people overlook. It, it, there's prophecies that still haven't come true, like, you know, the second coming he had to come here. Nobody knows when Christ is going to return. They really don't. But uh, a lot of people feel like it, it's getting mighty close because when you look at the shape that America's in, America don't want to hear about God. I mean, even up there, which this really irks me about the Democrats, they don't even want to swear anybody in anymore using, using God. You know, no, we're not going to make anybody say, so help me God anymore. And it's just they're... We finally got a president in there who's saying, you got to take your Bibles to school. You know, he talks about God. I've heard him glorify God. You know, Donald Trump, well, Donald Trump ain't the only one that's ever done bad things. They ain't nobody. These people at Hollywood, well, look at him. He's a womanizer. He, you know what? The people at Hollywood are just as guilty as he is. Everybody sinned. You can't sit there and point fingers at somebody when you... It'd been no better in your life than anybody else because 
God, unless you're born again, you can't get you go to the throne and pray. Because uh, God's not going to listen to you. The only, word, the only thing in prayer he'll hear from the sinners is one of repentance, asking forgiveness. Uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. I mean, the only way you're ever going to be born again is if you believe in Jesus. When Jesus came down here, he was God. He was glorified. If you'll read John, and John, let me let me read a little bit of John to you. John 1. Because this is really good. I like this. I'm going to go to the book of John. This is John 1. I won't read a whole lot for you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man, coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is the bosom of the Father, has declared him. Now, John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. And uh, as was told in the Old Testament, that a prophet would come forth and make way, pass straight for the way of the Lord, which was John the Baptist. He was baptizing people in the Jordan River. And... for repentance of sins. and But Jesus Christ is the Son of God. For like I said, God for so loved, God for loved the world, for so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that those who believe in Him will not perish. 
you gotta look at life, you know. You know, a lot of people just going on down the road doing what they want, living the way they want. Look at all the violence. I, I look back, I look at all the shootings going on in America. You know, people just going crazy with guns. It's not the guns. It, it's people not looking toward God anymore. You know, we still have righteous, we still have people who are faithful to God, go to church, but we have a lot more people now. I mean, I remember when there was a Sunday law, you didn't work on Sunday. There wasn't anything open on Sunday because that was church day. And eventually that ended, you know, people's greed for things. Uh, as you go in Romans where it talks about how we worship things made of, by the hand of man, you know. Good example of that is cell phones. I mean, I watch people, I used to do security at the mall, and people would be just walking through there, texting. And I'm going like, how in the world are these people punching? I mean, you ever where you look, somebody's doing something on a cell phone. You get in a car, you watch somebody drive by, they're fooling with their phone. And I'm like, come on. And then again, there's the TV, television. You know, I was one of them that used to stay glued in front of it. Now, me, I stay on YouTube all the time, watching preach, list, watching and listening to preachers preach, studying my Bible. I don't watch a whole lot of shows anymore. I still, I like NCIS. You know, I try to find something that, you know, is decent to watch, doesn't have all the sex and the bad language in it. Now it's getting harder and harder to find anything you can sit there and watch because of it. Because you're, you're doing your best to live right, and you don't want to... You know, as Charles Stanley says, you put a lot of garbage in your mind, that's what's, that's what's going to come out of you, is garbage when you open your mouth. And uh, we're influenced by the world around, around us. And I'm going to tell you, this world that we're living in is not for God. And I see a little change here lately. Uh, the abortion thing. I'm going to tell you, Abortion is a sin. I mean, you're killing you're killing a human life, and now all the way to full term, you can kill a baby and get by with it. Come on, it's a lie. You go you go to Psalms, and David told how before he was even born that God knew him before he was born. He was so wonderfully made. You look at most women, and I've you know, heard told that a lot of women, when they do an ultrasound on them and they see the baby, the thought of abortion leaves their mind because they, they can't do it. Because they realize, you know, I'm carrying a life in me. And millions and millions, it might even be close to a billion now, babies are killed every year. I mean, you don't want to bring a baby in the world, get pregnant, live your life by the the gospel, because you know sex is supposed to be between a man and a woman who are married. That uh, out of love, in other words, you know, you see so much divorce, so many people divorce because they're hooking up because of their sex life, and then after they get married, they find out well they don't have much. They don't have much of one at all. 
Well, what'd you do? Let's see. Well, see there. You cut it off. You gotta keep push that button. Let's go here. Let's see. There you go. Now you watch it. Now don't push the buttons. Love my grandson. But if you look at the world, like I said, back when I was young, when I was in school, we didn't have people going around shooting up the schools. You didn't have, you know, you, they were people who died. And that was violence. You had murder. You've always had murder. But people wouldn't go on out in places where there were kids or out in malls and stores just shooting up people or going to concerts shooting people like out in Las Vegas. You didn't have that. And now it's becoming commonplace. And people holler, we need more gun. The people doing the shooting are not going in who are not supposed to be able to get a hold of guns. They get a hold of guns. You got people out there who, who, who sell guns to people who get by with it because they're illegal. They file the number off of them and they sell, sell them to anybody. How do you stop that? Criminals will always find a way to get a hold of them. And I'm going to tell you, man will always find if he's If he's wicked enough, will find a way to kill. Will they strangle? Building bombs? Run over you with a car? Getting rid of guns is not going to stop that. It's not. Come on, wake up, America. The only thing that's going to help this country is, is to turn to God, but I'm afraid that I'm afraid the world's too far gone for it. It's about like Sodom and Gomorrah. That the only thing that's going to straighten this world out is the wrath of God. And that's going to come one day. Wrath of God. Look out. You know, a lot of you may say, I'm just ranting and going on, but that's truthful. That's truthful to say. You know, study your Bible. What I talked about in the last episode, verse by verse ministry with Stephen Armstrong. He covers a lot of the books of the Bible. You can learn so much. Investigate for yourself. Investigate for yourself. And you might be running the battery down. I don't know. May have to stick to watching the TV. But God loves you. God loves everybody. You know, and some people holler, you know, well then why does God let all this suffering go on? Sin brought on suffering. You know, God gave everybody a choice. Uh, let me ask you, do you believe in evil? How can evil exist without good? How would you know what was evil if, you, if there was no good? God didn't create evil. Man did. Or, man, or, or the devil did. Man, man listening to Satan over God is what brought about evil, brought about death. Uh, you know, and it says in the last days there'll be a falling away that people start falling away from God. We're witnessing that now. It's getting now where churches are starting to have to watch what they say. I like to say we've been getting a little more, say a little bit more since uh, 
Trump got in office because he supports, he's not anti-God, he's for God. And I know for a fact that Phil Robinson testified to him, witnessed to him, and Trump's even called Phil Robinson, you know, for advice, you know. And, you know, I had a friend who gave Phil Robinson down the road once, but because of where he was speaking at. But I'm gonna tell you, God's not gonna call man to go speak somewhere where, where preacher's not needed, uh, where where God feels like the word of God needs to be listened to. I mean, Phil Robinson was somewhere where you didn't think it was like Jesus Christ. They want to know why he was hanging out with sinners and tax collectors, which they thought the Pharisees thought were the lowest people on the face of the earth. And Jesus says, "People who well don't need a doctor; it's the people who are sick that do." So he was there to save people, which he did. That's what he called Matthew. Matthew left what he was doing. He was a tax collector to become a disciple, become an apostle, follow Jesus. Little Zacharias, the short tax collector, who was in a tree, come down and Jesus walked by and said, Hey, come on down. I'm going to eat at your house this evening. And he come on down. And he got in there and hearing the gospel stuff, he says, Lord, if I've robbed anybody, I'm going to give them back their money. I'm going to give, uh, so I'm going to give back everything I've took. And Jesus says, salvation has come to this man's house today. And that's how it rose. You know, our country's and the world's in the shape that it is because they refuse to see God. And right now we have radical Muslims who are coming to this country. They're trying to run for office. They, they stand against Israel, which is God's chosen people. And they want to take over. A Muslim leader reported that in two years, they, the Muslims would take over and that Christians would be their slaves. They kill Christians. Cut their heads off. And gay, gay community... You're surely not going to be safe because they throw y'all off top of buildings. Shoot you. They kill you too. They, th they think you're an abomination. You, you're against Allah. You know, they might talk friendly right now because they want you boats. They want to get in our power. They want to take over Washington and that's what they're trying to do. People better wake up and beware. You know, so that'd be somebody say this video is too harsh for me saying that. But... There's evil anywhere you look in the world. And if you're not trusting in God, if you're not if you're not following Jesus Christ, then you're at the mercy of it. You become at the mercy of it. As God falls away, is what I said, the devil will take over. And, and slowly he is because people don't want to listen. There'll be people cut this off in one minute. But investigate. Don't say I ain't listening to the Bible. I don't believe the Bible. Study it. Study history. See that there's there's more proof out there. Archaeologists have proven so much. You can find videos on YouTube about it. Uh, it's out there. Jesus Christ suffered and died. He he came here. He left the glory of heaven. His glory. He gave up his glory he, to take on flesh and become 
a man like us, yet a man who didn't sin. He went in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights, was tempted by the devil. And was, but I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ was probably tempted more than any man who ever lived been in the flesh because Satan knew if I can make him stumble and fall, if I can get him to sin, it's over. God loses. Of course, he, I mean, I praise the Lord he didn't. He didn't lose. He, he overcame. He went on to the cross. Three days later, he rose from the grave. Over 500 people seen the risen, got to see the risen Christ. One time, all the apostles saw him. Thomas doubted when he appeared for the apostles. The disciples up in that upper room. Thomas showed up after and said, I said, the Lord is alive. He said, I won't believe it unless I can touch the scars in his hand and stick my hand in the scar in his side. At that time, boom, there Jesus was. This is Thomas, look here. Put your hand here. And Thomas just fell down on his knees and said, Oh Lord, my God. And he and Jesus, of course, said, Bless those. He said, Thomas, you believe me because you see me, but bless those who believe who don't see me. I'll tell you one thing. If you feel God tugging at your heart, and you make that prayer of salvation, say, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. I want to give my life to you. Would you please forgive me and save me? The Holy Spirit will come in you. And you will find out real, real quick that he's real. You'll know he's you. You won't have to think about it. You know, of course, the devil will try to make you, make you say, you know he's not real. And, uh, He'll try to tempt you to go back to living your old, your old uh, simple life. And you'll stumble, you'll fall. But then God, you'll, you'll ask God to forgive you and you'll, you'll get up, dust yourself off and keep going. But salvation is not a hard thing to do. I mean, think about it. If you don't accept Him as your Savior, and what I'm telling you is right. When you die, you're going you're going to go to hell. I mean, there's no simple way to say it. You'll spend an eternity in eternity separated from God, and only know one thing: the misery, the suffering of, of being in hell. If you accept Christ as your Savior and ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, you're going to spend eternity in heaven. You're going to rejoice. You're going to be happy. You'll see a lot of loved ones there have gone on. I mean, think about it. You know, you want to jump in the lake of fire or you want to go where, where everything's going to be great, you know? That's what he's there for. He's If the man was good enough to give up his life, come to earth and die on a cross for us so we can be saved, it's worth listening to and checking out. There's other preachers out there tell it a lot better than me, but I'm telling you, if you're lost and you and he's tugging at you, you hear him calling you, don't don't let Satan, don't let the Satan try to talk you out of it. Or one of his demons try to talk you out of it. Take the take the leap of faith. Believe. Believe, study the word, grow in God, because It'd be the best thing that you you ever did. I'm telling you. 
you know. I thank you for listening. Little word of prayer. Lord, I hope that people listen to this, and I hope that, that people who are lost will at least take heart and part to look, check it out, listen, pray. You know, Phil Robinson said he he read all the Bible, read all the verses, and he, and he told that preacher, if you're wrong, I'm going to let you know, but Bill come to salvation. He's led thousands to the Lord. So, Lord, I'm, say, I'm praying this video does the same, Lord, that if they're lost, that they will pray to you, seek forgiveness, and live for you, and, and learn the truth, where they're no longer blind. These things I ask in Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Thank you, Ed, for listening to me and being here. Good day, everybody.